podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, this is Naishad Gadani coming to you from Melbourne and uh, Melbourne is currently in the stage 3 lockdown. This is the first week of it. We have seen a dramatic increase in the COVID-19 case. So all the Melbournians out there or Victorians out there, please look after yourself. Please restrict your movement so that we can defeat this dreadful virus or infections. Uh, and for those people who are at the very front line of this disease, uh, you know, our heart goes out to you. So, you know, we cannot be there in, um, you know, in physical sense, but, you know, consider that we are there in spirit. And uh, in a way for the rest of the Victorians or Australians or wherever you are listening this from, is that uh, by doing this career care package, we are in a way helping you out or or lifting some of the uh, some of the heavy lifting of careers to you know uh, from from other professionals and bringing it to you and we are really really you know always look for 3 p.m melbourne time you know given that you know whatever that that has happened in mine and caroline's day or night uh, when 3 p.m comes on we uh, we switch this on and we are genuinely there for 45 minutes to an hour not that we are not there genuinely after those hours too <laughs> but it's just that we feel that this is this is our time to really bring some new ideas and perspectives to your career and to your life so today we are going to talk with david hennessy as we promised we are going international and we are bringing uh, david uh, from france uh, you know, I don't know exactly where France is, but what I know is that Eiffel Tower is in okay. and and I think I can get my trivia right about it. But okay. you know, David and we got connected on LinkedIn a couple of months back, and then David reached out with you know uh, you know with the work that he does. We got on a call and thought that there is something that we can definitely share his ideas and his you know clarity of thoughts is you know worthy of sharing to the wider audience and you. you know helping you guys out in in this process so before we welcome david let's welcome caroline brown thanks Nash. great to be here very privileged position really to not be um having to work on the front line and and for you know anything that we complain about mm -hmm. is very very minor compared to what other people are going through and also in other countries as well. So Australia is relative, relatively fortunate, David, in that we haven't had a huge number mm. of COVID-19 cases compared to places like France and Spain and the US. And yes. I imagine it's been um, pretty horrific um, in many, many ways over there. Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining us. Um, well, it's my a, pleasure. 
it's, it's fantastic this thing it, it's been a connecting thing as well so you know we've spoken to people in the us and in israel and now france so it and nature is broadcasting from india at some point so we've, <laughs> we've traveled all around the world but um thank you for joining us um we'd My love pleasure. to sort of dig into to the wonder technique but i just wanted to i was reading your website um today around things that you'd faced in, in your life in your lifetime and, and in developing the work that you do in terms of you know close family members dying a couple of car accidents a rock climbing accident that le left you out of work for three months or six months and then going to a completely new country with um not speaking the language mm -hmm. and i guess now you know in the middle of COVID 19 and i guess a, a great place to start would be do you want to just lock yourself in the cupboard and give up or do you <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, actually, um, you know what? There's a there's a phrase that I got from one of my dad's mentors, and and his mentor that some people listening may be familiar with. If not, I highly recommend. Uh, bless his soul, he passed away a long time too. Um, was Jim Rohn, and Jim Rohn said, "Don't wish things were easier. Wish you were stronger." Yeah. Okay. And for me, somehow I have the frame of reference because of all that I've gone through to say, okay, well, how do I manage this now that I'm in the middle of it? And how do I make myself stronger so that the next time if this shows up, I'm gonna be able to handle it better. Right. Plus, I always want to extract from that situation, Carolyn and Nation, what can I use that I can give somebody else? Mm. What can I learn from this? And really, what can I find that is the core? Like, the wonder technique itself is a holistic approach to personal development, but it's all about the core principles. What things can I extract that are usable? Because when I've done conference work, I've had very young children up to elderly people, lots of people in the middle of their careers. So it's, I don't know, I, I, I really feel that the challenges are presented with me for something to work on and learn from. Mm. I don't see failure, I just see experience. Mm. So how did you, because um, what you're, we're talking about so relevant to what we're experiencing now but how did you how did you start to develop it where did it sort of emerge from in terms of you know those techniques that you might apply this is a great question it? now this is because some people listening would go that long ago yes it's <laughs> actually <laughs> it was 20 years ago that i started developing the wonder technique so yeah. that kind of you know puts things in perspective but it was it was just after my mum she'd had two belts of cancer and at that point in time i was in a state of mind in my own career where because of you know everybody when you know you're close to your mom it's like your world's kind of falling apart and you're wondering like hang on a second what's really important so in this situation we think about covid people are thinking you know okay hang on a second here you know, my career is important but what about my children my spouse my parents my grandchildren, what, like, how do I frame all of this? Mm. And for, for me at that point in time, I, I stopped working. I actually literally stopped working and spent a whole year with my mom going to her medical appointments with her. And my job was kind of like a coach in a sense. Mm. This, was, this was not designed at all. There was no intention here ahead. Uh, but what happened was I, I started to help her trying to, how could she take things and make them easier and less stressful? Okay, mm -hmm. how that would play into somebody working on a career is, you know, what can I do over time that's going to make things easier for me as I move through careers, as I change careers, as I search for work, 
as I decide to change work. So, you know, my mom, wonderfully, happily, years, years later, she's still healthy, she's still strong, very strong woman. And I wasn't the reason why she was healed, but I was in the process. And what I learned from Dan is that I have the capacity, and this is something I think it's important for people to identify, is I have the capacity to simplify the complex. Mm -hmm. And I'm very aware that a lot of times as human beings now, we tend to make the, 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 the history of our lives tend to look for the most complex solution instead of looking for the simplest solution. Mm. You know, I mean, you have this backup plan here, right? I mean, I got these two because sometimes one falls out, so I still got one, right? That's a backup plan. Really, it's like <laughs> life, life was really that simple. I've learned that from me in other, other podcasts. Sometimes it will just drop out. So I, you know, you're, you're like, <laughs> you know, you're going to do a magic trick there. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and, and, and what, go ahead if you have another question, because of course, you know, I'm genetically programmed to speak because I'm Irish. So, but uh, <laughs> I really do want to make sure I focus on exactly what yeah. questions are on your mind. So, yeah, the question I think you, you, you know, had how, how you came to develop your approach or technique and working with your mum and simplifying the complex. What was, what was, what was the complex that you were simplifying in, in, in For, that scenario? Multiple, see, this might, people may or may not relate to this, when you're in a medical situation and you've been diagnosed with cancer, you've got so many different medical practitioners telling you what to do, and there's a lot of conflicts, okay? So, for example, nowadays in people dealing with how do I deal with the situation with COVID, you've got multiple countries doing different things. I mean, I live in France, and when we were in the heat of COVID, you couldn't go more than a kilometer from your home. But I'm Irish. My family in Ireland, they could go two kilometers from their home. I lived in Canada because my life is split in between three countries and they could go as far as they wanted, no distance restriction. And that's confusing to a lot of people. So finding a balance between information that you've got on hand is important and that requires you to critically think. But once you start to critically think through things, like from my specialty in the area of personal development, you start to see how things are all connected. And you start to see stuff that works sometimes, but doesn't always work. Mm. And then you start to peel off what doesn't work. Like it might work for one person, but not for another. So I'm always looking for that simple thread. What can work for everybody? Because I do believe that there's principles that can work for everybody. Mm. Nesh, you look like you've got a question. Yeah. So I, I think um, one of the good way to probably also talk about is that you know your observations around COVID-19 and how how a lot of us are dealing with it, and what are some of your uh, you know your thoughts on how can we um, you know better deal with it now? Also that you know also mm -hmm. considering that a lot of lot of the people are being hurt right now you know about their employment job crisis. So what are your thoughts on how we are coping, how we should or how we can? develop new habits or new ways to to handle this unimaginable crisis okay the very first thing that comes to mind to me is where you might have heard it from other people they're overwhelmed by what's going on from the information on the television through whatever source of media so online offline doesn't matter through the tv and that can be very hard for you to manage. And I, I, and I will give a reason why, and then I will give a solution for, is that in, as a set of individuals, we have ideas inside our minds and those ideas set the path for us. You know, you've got thoughts inside your mind, which you'll, you'll attach emotion to, and then you'll take an action. Now, if it's an unhappy thought, you will express it in your life. 
if you're outside of you, you're talking to friends about your difficult situation all the time. Now that's important when you have supportive friends, but even in my own personal life, when I went through, you mentioned Carolyn about, um, I just want to clarify, you mentioned that I, I couldn't work for six months. No, I couldn't walk for six months. When I had the rock climbing oh. accident, I'd fallen and, and, and it was either operation or, and all this sort of story. And it was like, I couldn't walk. So I had to stop working at that point in time. So um, for me in the, in the situation I look at here with COVID is that, okay, how can we frame this in a manner? So you've got to protect, you've got to be a guard at the door of your mind, okay? And that's a, that's a quote from Jim Rohn as well, is the whole idea that you want to frame your day. You want to take the information in, but you don't want to be overwhelmed. And one of the best ways you can do that, this is the solution I recommend to people, is you've got to take time in silence. I'm not talking about getting too sophisticated meditation, mindfulness, because that's something you're going to learn over time. But to actually shut off from listening to information, because what happens is when you listen to a lot of the negative information outside or you talk about it even with friends without watching the TV, you're bringing it more into your reality because that's where you're focused. Okay, for me, after I was going through all this with my dad passing away, finding my mother-in-law dying, the rock climbing accident, I was talking to all my wonderful friends about the situation. They were extraordinarily supportive. Imagine you're going through all you're going through right now in COVID, you know, where you're at. You're talking to friends about it, but your mind is constantly in that. Sure, for a little period of time, but then you've got to move out of it. Otherwise, your focus is there. And when I found out, and I can give to, to the good listeners who are taking part of their lives right now to listen into us here, some tools as to how you can start to shift your mind into a different mental space. Because mm -hmm. it's important to identify what's going on around us and not pretend it's not happening. But at the same time, you have to start moving. What can I do with the situation and how can I move forward? Mm. It's funny with that because I, I can, I, I'll reflect on what my experience is and I'm sure other people experience it, but where there's been a loss, for example, of, you know, a breakup or a separation mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, those personal relationships. My mind goes into spin cycle. Like mm. I cannot, cannot take, it takes a lot of effort to come out of just thought, 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 thought into clarity. And I think, um, you know, and I know, you know, when they say when, you know, people are told, doctors tell people they have operations or the only word that they, they've got to have an operation, they, only word they hear is operation and they can't think of um, anything else. So it's really interesting yes. what you're saying around, you know, knowing that your mind perhaps is going to have this kind of reaction and, mm -hmm. um, you know, having that silence around it. So, yeah, maybe just sort of dig into that a little bit would be quite interesting for people. Okay. Let me talk a little bit about my silence. There's different things. Um, I believe, Nation, we talked a little bit about this before. I frame my day in a certain way, and I've done this for a number of years. And there's, there's science behind it, but, and there's also a beautiful result behind it. So for mm -hmm. this allows me to enter into the day less stressed, because it's very early in the morning here in France, and then and continue on my day and end my day less stressed. And it's like a buffer zone around everything. And I would like to share that with the audience because they can use it now and they can use it forever. It's not something that's just strictly to the situation. Okay, um, if you, to walk into this here, when, you, when you're waking up in the morning, when you're going to sleep at night, you start to have that kind of 
fogginess. You, you end, at nighttime, you start going to that twilight zone. Do you know this, Carolyn? Nation and I talked a little bit about this, right? Okay, you're, you're moving through, there's a little acronym here, and I'm gonna throw in a few acronyms. And, and let me just put a kind of like a little note up here, a tag somehow. Acronyms to all those wonderful people who are taking time to listen are super helpful for you to manage stress, okay? As a sidebar, I was terrified of doing presentations in front of people when I started sharing the wonder technique. I felt the importance of what I needed to do, but I was terrified of standing in front of people because I was always extraordinarily shy. I managed my stress by creating mnemonic devices, acronyms, which are a word that has a meaning to each letter. So if you walk into a job interview and you're thinking, okay, I want to remember to say A, B, and C, you remember it by perhaps creating a word inside your mind. Okay, and let me give you an acronym right now, and then I'll go into this this analogy about the waking up. And this happened just before we had this call today. Nisha, you don't know about this. This is a brand new acronym that appeared in my mind this morning, and and this only happens because of practice. Right, everything has a compounding effect, but because I've practiced using acronyms to help manage things over time, they come to me easier. It's really a compound effect, like interest on money in a bank account. This is, we have to remember all our habits build up over time, but very gradually. And we think we're not really learning something, but you are. Mm. Okay. So the acronym itself, really good, simple word, the word live, L-I-V-E. We're live today and we're living today. So L-I-V-E. Okay. So people listening, you can hopefully not even write this down and still remember it. So, so this is the whole idea. The first thing, and this I was thinking, what can I give as a gift to your viewers that can help them? Well, the first thing is, is that L is for leaving things off that are not important. Mm -hmm. Like we're in the reality of what's going on right now. What is not important? Okay. And this relates to recognizing what are our needs over our wants. So mm -hmm. first of all, you want to declutter, focus on what you're doing. The second thing is because we're in a situation that's very different. By the way, this is the first time I'm practicing this acronym, so <laughs> it's really tapping into the memory here. Is I is for innovate and invent. Yeah. And new, new ways of doing things. Now, remembering that innovation is basically when you're taking an idea that's been done before, but making it different, enhancing the tire on a car so the car can go faster. It's not making something new. Invention is when it's something brand new. So maybe you've got to totally do something different. So you want to start working on that. And believe it or not, innovation and invention come from creativity. And a key to creativity, actually, which I, I share with people that I work with and I share in part of my online course, is actually sleeping better, believe it or not. When you sleep well, your whole body, brain, and everything functions more. But I'll just keep on the track here. So we've got L-I-V-E. The V is for verify, which means you want to test out in your life once you started appeal stuff about what is actually working mm. don't think it's working just because you think it's working and don't hesitate to ask people around you for feedback mm. or for help like for me logging in today i had a challenge logging in i didn't sit there and stew over it right away i called for help mm. and i got great help you know the willingness to know that we don't have all the answers is also very important that's something as well too. And then E, the last one here, is about the experience that we have. So we've 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 left things off, we've created a new idea, we're verifying it by testing it out in our lives, and then we go into E, which is the actual experience, repeating the same idea that's functional. And then it's kind of like a loop. Life is like that. Life is full of cycles. And the hardest part for people to encounter from the situation with COVID, and this may not be something people want to hear, is that we could be have something else happen in the world again. Yeah. 
that makes it so it's time every experience that's not a good experience is an experience for us to learn from to develop tools and strategies so with the my experience here and i'm very grateful for all the things that were so difficult for the last 10 years that i went through in my life actually prepared me for this moment in time mm -hmm. and i would say that to everybody that's listening is that don't underestimate that every experience you've had in your life has value and brings something to you and something carolyn that you mentioned with regards to when something happens in your mind spirals into it and a way for detaching is when if you lose your work because of covid or if a relationship falls apart because now people are on top of each other and they realize this is not working mm -hmm. there's a framework that helps you get over that that i've used and that is to accept that that part of your life is over and that door is closing and something new is ahead of you mm. because you cannot have a new positive relationship if you're still living in the old relationship that relationship can be work personal mm. relationship friendship a lot of times we're hanging on to the past but that's not going to serve our future and it's mm. also going to cause us a lot of stress because there's one thing we cannot control and that's life itself so back to what i promised Okay. Okay. The protocol. Okay. So the idea is that when you're waking up, when you're going to sleep at night, you go through what's, here's a little acronym, BAT, BAT, which is beta, alpha, theta. That's the brainwave levels that you're moving through. We're in beta right now. I'm hoping everybody that's listening is in beta, which means we're alive, we're alert, we're listening. I believe I am. Okay. But if I started to drift off to sleep, that hazy fogginess, that kind of cloudy feeling, as one lady told me, is like the twilight zone. That's when you're moving from alpha into theta. Now, the, the most exciting part of that, that feeling there is when your mind, your subconscious mind is very open to impressions. You have the opportunity to take advantage of that. And I'll share what I mean, and then I'll give how it would relate to people about the work environment. As you go through that, you're going to sleep at night. You want to make sure, for example, Carolyn, you were mentioning, if you're thinking about something, you want to program how you're going to think about things and what you think about. Just as you're starting to feel tired at night before you go to bed, you do not want to watch the news again. You do not want to talk about problems. You do not want, if you have a disagreement with somebody, you want to resolve that agreement rapidly. You know, the importance of forgiveness and apology and just being the first person in the situation to accept any mistake you might have made. You move through that. But when you're going to sleep at night, what you're going to focus on as you drift is what you want to see happen in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you've got a job interview the next day or you're working on a project building a business, but I think most people are probably looking at the idea of working more as a salaried person. It's possible as a business, but you start to visualize not only think about it, but you start to visualize that experience. So you can see yourself when you're in, in, the, in the interview thinking, okay, now when this happens here, this is how I'm going to feel. I'm no longer going to feel nervous. You don't even think about that. You start to see, they ask me the question, I'm able to respond back. Mm. In fact, I do this all the time because everything that's coming out of my mouth right now is not premeditated. This is live. Mm. But I believe, like first thing this morning, I thought about what we're going to talk about here, even though I had no idea what you're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of surround that I can handle this situation. So for people listening in the work environment, if they're, if they're entering into a situation which is stressful, maybe you've got a lot of employees, you want to deal with this, you want to put a framework around it. How do I want it to take place? And you practice it. Just like all the Olympic stars, everybody does it. We preempt it because if we're thinking about it in stress and we move into it, we're going to carry the stress. But if we think about it a different way. So 
without too much detail inside of that, I developed protocols where I focus on different parts of my life too. I'll focus on my physical well-being, my relationship well-being, my emotional well-being, all those different parts. But for simply for everybody listening, they can that transition time, they want to make sure that they're thinking about things that they enjoy. And if they fall asleep when they're thinking about good stuff, this is great. Okay. And just to back up before that, at nighttime and evening, I always have a notepad where I write down five things that I'm grateful for that happened that day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It can just be that I had food to eat. You know, my children are healthy. It doesn't have to be I got the new job. You don't have to have huge things up there. It can just be grateful because you're training your mind again to focus on good things. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's, the, that's sometimes I hear people talking about be grateful. Yes, it's important to be grateful, but sometimes people think they can't be grateful unless it's something huge. Mm-hmm. No, I'm grateful for this opportunity to share with yourselves. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So, so then you, you go to sleep. Yeah, sorry. And I was going to give up the little bit more. Exercise is really a nice exercise to do just because, and yeah, I think people do make that mistake thinking that, you know, oh, I've got a new car or whatever, but really is. I'm in a warm room with the heater on. It's really nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So. It's, uh, and it yeah. wraps around your day, Carolyn. If I don't want to leave it out in the morning, when I wake up, I go through the same exercise as I start yeah. to wake up. And yeah. I write down what I'm grateful for at that moment in time, I had a good night's sleep. I woke up in time. I'm not late for the podcast. Like whatever it is, right? It's like you're just framing your day. And then silence as well, I talked about a little bit before. If you have the opportunity during the day, you dip into that same mindset. Not saying you need to go to sleep, but you kind of look at where you want to be. Okay, because silence, as I mentioned to people, is the space between the music. Because if there was no silence when you create music, it's just the notes, it would just be noise. Yeah. Your life needs that little space. Yeah. I think I think uh, you know, I, I can I can understand about the silence because you know I've been following Pico Iyer's work. If you know Pico Iyer, if you do not know the listeners, you should go and check out because mm-hmm. he talks about silence. Uh, he talks about taking a pause, uh, yes. a deliberate pause. Uh, and you know, he tells about um, about a story of you know he walks into google you know because big corporates invite these spiritual and thinkers and thought leaders for talk shows and you know he goes to google and you know he says that there are people you know who are uh, you know becoming yoga teacher or meditation teachers and who are engineers and they feel that there is what uh, what is the best way that they get ideas he also shares about the uh, about the guy who was the founder of Wired, probably I'm, I'm getting that right. You know, the Wired magazine. Okay. And he wrote uh, he wrote his book without using a computer. You know, he felt that he gets the best of the ideas, and based of the technologies gets invented not while working on technology, yes. but uh, but without technology. So it is fascinating the importance of of silence or importance of pause that that you know has an effect in our life uh david if we can uh, you know dwell into the topic of change for a while because a lot of lot of our listeners and a lot of people are re-evaluating a lot of stuff about their life right now i think the four months has absolutely opened up things that is my career safe is my do i really need to own a home Mm -hmm. do i really need a big car do i really need this can I, what change can I make? Mm-hmm. 
Howsoever, you know, it's easy, right? I can ask my son that you know what now tomorrow you're going to not sit here, you're going to sit in the other room to you know to do that, right? For me, it's easy, right? You're moving one room to the other room. That's like a simple change, but it's hard for him. It's just too hard for him to make mm-hmm. even that change, mm-hmm. let alone making a career change or a lifestyle change. What are your thoughts about about making a change? And we are talking about now deliberate change. Um, deliberate change, uh, for sure. You know, because people want to. People want to change career now, and I want yes. to become. You know. So, what are your thoughts on what can we do to okay. to have that to make that change possible? Okay, there's a, to break it down. When you want to make a change, when you mentioned deliberate change, that's knowing the difference between I'm interested in making a change and I'm committed to making a change. There's a distinctive difference. When you're committed, you will do what you need to do. If you're interested, you'll just kind of be interested. You'll stay in the mood. Like people will listening to this live, and every day they listen and they listen and they take notes, but they don't take action. They're interested, but they're not committed to making change. Those who are committed are taking action. Okay, so the first step for for actually making change in your life, you have to commit to it. The second thing is, is that you have to find a deep motivation for doing it and really tap into that. So I will give an example is that if somebody says, well, I think I need to make a career change based upon what's going on right now. You want to imagine in the future what will happen if I don't make this change. And you go to the future, for example, uh, just let's say, imagine a person right now, they're like maybe 15, 20 years away from retirement. They go right to the future and say, if I don't make this change right now, 20 years from now, I will not have enough money saved. I'm going to be totally dependent on my government, perhaps my children, perhaps even hoping that my parents will, you know, they will, I will inherit something, but I don't want them to die. Like you enter up into a situation where you know in your mind you've got building up a negative motivation. Uh, you're looking at it and say, if I don't take action, this is going to happen. You know, for example, like in, in physical for people, if they think, well, if I don't take care of my health and well-being in 20 years time and I've got grandchildren, I won't be able to bend down and say hi to them. So you look into the future, you really put yourself in a negative experience just to contemplate what would happen if I don't make this change. That's the first step. And then you work yourself right back to now and you got your motivation. The second thing is is to decide what's going to make you make change is not only having the motivation, but deciding on the right goals. It's really important because people say, I don't have the motivation to get up in the morning and do my job, even the new business I'm creating. Well, then I'd say to them, if you don't have the motivation to get up and work on this business, you're not doing the right business. It's not your goal. This is someone else's goal. You know, you might uh, say, oh, he's been pretty strong, but it's true. We, we, we don't have to have motivation from other people when we love what we're doing and we're doing something that's important to us. We do need a lot of external motivation when we're doing a business because we think, oh, that's a good idea. Or my mom, my wife, my brother, somebody said to me, this should be a business that you should work in. You should be X, Y, Z because you have that skill set. And you think, "Mm, well, yeah, maybe I'll try that. No, that's not it. So you have to get clarity on that, right? And 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 that's a, se- a separate thing. So once you, you get the motivation, then you've got change, then you have to start making decisions. And I, and I will throw out a few uh, more acronyms and I- ideas here that will help people kind of at this moment in time. You know, I want to make a decision on this and, and I'm going to use an acronym that is full disclosure is not mine, okay? But I want to share it. Um, I think the origin originally was from Alcoholics Anonymous, but I haven't been able to find it 
like noted down, which is the acronym HALT, okay? And this is about decision-making. Now, it's really important right now when we're making life decisions about career, that we do not try and make decisions when we are, okay, HALT, H-A-L-T, when we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Anybody listening, when's the last time you made a bad decision in the store shopping when you've access to the stores when you were hungry, right? You came up with all this stuff and you're going, who bought this? I did. <laughs> there was that monster inside me that's Yeah, yeah. And it's like and it's like making a decision about your career. Like imagine and if you're separated from those who you love because of circumstances, that's not gonna be easy. This is the you know, the the kind of loneliness, or you wanna make a decision because you're really tired. You know, you need to have a good rest and Please, please, if anybody's not sure, reach out to me. I can completely convince you the value of sleep. You know, it's total lies that we don't need sleep. We, human beings, we've done it for thousands of years. There is a physiological reason. If you want to die sooner and you want to be less productive, and I'm talking about fertile, sleep less if you want. Science will show you that you're going to die sooner and be less fertile. They're just pivotal things. It shows the human body needs sleep. If you want to have a better memory, be more creative, you sleep what you need to sleep. So that's going to impact your ability to make decisions like hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So if you have an issue with anger, you need to make sure that you're not making a decision when you're highly you know, up on an emotion. It could even be other emotions than anger because you want to be clear on it. And the last thing is people have probably heard about this before, but it's, it's good to bring up. And once again, full disclosure, it's, it's, you've probably heard it before. It's the four Ds. It's the idea of when, you're, when you get a piece of information, you know, is do I do the action, do I defer the action, do I delegate the action, or do I delete it? A lot of times things build up over time. We get an email, and I talked to a lady yesterday, we had a really nice long conversation, and she's a hypnotherapist, and she said to me, I used to get so stressed, and she's just gone through a career change, so stressed because of the fact that when I got input, like emails and stuff, I used to always defer them. I never dealt with them. I kind of pushed them off. And she said, now I just do them because I know it's going to be done and I do need to respond to it because she's already mentally into it. She's read the email. You've invested time in it. If it's not that important, then you don't deal with it. You delete it. You know, you have the right to say no. So if you can, you protect yourself that way, that's again about the mind. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I'm thinking about the time available to people listening in that nation that people that are going through change right now, they need to figure out what they're committed to. They need to find a serious motivation and they need to um, know what their goals are. And then they want to make the decisions. And decision is a muscle that you will make over time. You have to take the risk. I'll go for this job opportunity. Oh, it didn't work out. Well, that's okay. What can I learn from that? Always after. I did this for years when I would, in my work, after the event, I would go like, what could I improve on? What, could I, what did I learn from that? I've got a few questions. I might just um, go, go through a few of them. Just wanted okay. to say hi to everybody that said hi. So hi to Amit and hi to Riddy, hi to Nildara. Um, okay. So um, what have we got here? From Imtiaz, actually, absolutely, here we go. Imtiaz, what are your tips on a dealing, actually, this is a perfect question for what you just said. What are your tips on dealing with analysis paralysis? That relates to exactly what we just talked about, yeah. is, you ha is you can overanalyze everything and it's the whole concept of trying to be perfect. 
And of course, yeah. the first thing is that we should just remove perfect from the dictionary. It doesn't exist. <laughs> really. It's like when people talk about normal. There is no normal. We're, and the beautiful thing is we're all unique. But the answer to the lady's question is you just need to make a decision. You can use that protocol, right? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired when you're making decision and take action and then look and see what result happened. Maybe it didn't work out the way you want, but then you go again. And if you want feedback, analysis, like you're looking at your own life and thinking, what would be the right thing for me? I did mention, don't design your future on what your friends say. But I always say to my friends, if I'm being illogical and not making any sense, tell me. Be mm -hmm. open to people that are close to you because they know you well. Mm -hmm. You know, you might think, I mean, I know people who say, I'll think I'll, when I, you know, younger people, I want to be, I'll be a great teacher. And you, look, you know them, you know your life, and you're thinking, you have done nothing that a teacher does. They just kind of had an idea. So people around you can remind you, well, if you want to be a teacher, then this is the skill set you need to do. And in that particular person's situation, they still wanted to be a teacher, but then they went out to acquire the skills. Mm. They took action. Mm. So, for, okay, to answer her question, I hope I have answered yeah. it. Taking action. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Okay. Um, what else look? Uh, I think Amit wanted to know what the wonder technique is and I guess if you can sort of break down the principles behind Yes, the yes, technique. I can. I can indeed. <laughs> yes, yes. The wonder technique, in a way of looking at it, is a holistic approach to personal development. And mm -hmm. what it's all about without going, you know, trying to explain everything at the same time in a short period of time is that I see the interaction between everything and how it impacts our state of mind and how we function in our work approach and our careers so for example some people will talk about right now and i'll use the example okay you want to balance your mind maybe you need to practice mindfulness you may practice meditation you need to practice some guy named david talked about silence even nasheed you talked about silence today yes however you have to look at the other things that will impact your life you're if you don't get fresh air you know you don't get sunlight you don't get enough sleep, you don't eat appropriate foods, you don't keep proper hydration, you don't have the right social environment around you. All of these things are going to impede your ability. Okay, I will give you an example, like mental alertness this morning, even though it's early before this call, to make sure I had turned off melatonin, which is what pushes me into sleep, I went outside and got some sunlight. It doesn't have to be blazing sun because it wasn't blazing sun. But chemically, your brain has that, you know, you've got the, the uh, hormone melatonin, which pushes us towards sleep and starts turning sleep on. It's stimulated by, it turns off by light, natural light. So for, for people, when they recognize that, this is why the, the wonder technique is a holistic approach. I look at how everything interacts and I don't isolate things. The challenge with most people's approach to personal development is they isolate things. If I just, you know, if I just work on this, I'll be okay. But then you ask the question, why did the, you know, the marathon runner, why did they die of a stroke? There's more to just the physical fitness. So for, for the person to ask that question, I always look at how everything interacts on your ability to manage your daily life and your ability to manage stress has multiple dimensions. But the good news is, even though it sounds horrendously complex, it's actually amazingly simple once you get down to it. And you have to be able to make the habit. And they said, may I just touch on your idea about the habit change, about moving to the other room? Because uh, you- frozen yeah. yeah, okay. Is if somebody wants to make a change in their life, like if, you, if your son wants to move to the other room, he's like resistant. You can apply this everywhere. 
you have to create a motivation for him to want to be in the other room. You know what? Like if you say to yourself, I want to learn the habit of reading every day to learn something about my career. Because let's put it this way, and I've heard this before many times. If you read something about your career every day for maybe 15 minutes for the next five years, you will be an industry expert because most people are not doing this. And you say, well, how am I going to make that a habit? What you do is in your home, whatever size your home is, where every day you pass by, there's a chair and you have some books beside it that are on the topic you want to learn about. You're going to see it all the time. And you think, okay, I got to do this. I got to take action. You don't want to have the chair in a remote location somewhere that you're not going to see it, but you're going to see this chair and you see the book and you'll start to, you know, okay, may I sit down and make sure it's a comfortable chair somewhere you like to sit down. It's a nice environment. So you build the environment to nourish the new habit. So I'm not suggesting you buy a new chair for your son if you want him to sit in a different room. This is, please do not misinterpret that. But you you attack, you change the environment to encourage the habit. Can I ask you because you know motivation is funny thing. Uh, you know because in that you know in that motivation I have my self interest too. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know it's like it's like I'm asking someone to make a change because that change is is uh useful to me okay right? i think uh you know there's still a bit of this genuineness around that so you know if if i if i'm just using a simple example of asking my son to move to the next door so that you know he's not interrupting me at all mm-hmm. right and you know coming and poking me every five minutes right so I, I don't want a headache and that's why i'm asking him to make the change okay uh, you know, but that that's that's easy for me to to have that conversation. But even though for me to create a motivation, you know, I'm I'm still thinking from my head. I'm still thinking that you know, how do I make him to do something mm-hmm. that he does not want to do, but yet it feels that he wants to do it by himself. You know, that's a, you know it, you know that's how that's how I I see that. So sometimes, you know, asking people to change, I I hesitate because. I need more clarity in my head that how that will help them rather okay. than help me. You know, does it make sense? It's kind of paradox. Yes, it does. And this is what I want. This is very, very important what you just mentioned because when the situation with COVID, a lot of people are on top of each other in their home right now, working from home, and they're trying to create a framework as to how to manage that. You know, they can use what I talked about, framing the day to help make sure that they're less stressed as they wake up and instead of walking into their home where everybody's normally gone to school or got to work and they work from home. To, to, I really like what you asked, Nisha, here because I'm going to suggest because I, I do this, right? Okay. So with, with, with the framework for my space and because with all everybody's now on the internet, there's certain parts of my home that have better reception. Okay. So the space I'm in right now is in the middle of the, the the living area okay but that's where the best reception is right so i talk to my sons and i say okay like i don't want them to come into the space how would i approach that i remember something as a general concept that they avoid how do i avoid conflict does i create conversation i tell them exactly what i need very clearly i'm going to do this i need your help on this um how can you help me achieve this goal and if he responds and says, well, I don't know what to do, I will make a suggestion, could you do this? And, but what he will want to do, especially when you're dealing with, with, of course, children, but anybody, you just say, it's for this period of time. 
and then he'll work right on that timeline. Be guaranteed. If I say between seven and eight, I just need to have this space to myself because this is a common area. He'll respect that because he knows the framework. And we actually do like this as humans, as adults, as well as as teens, and you know, all my children are teenagers, that we, and even younger, to have a framework. So I'm not suggesting this is what you do, but I'm just saying that in, 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 when you, you don't feel I, um, you need to give a framework, you need to have the conversation. And yeah, we feel like we're trying to get someone to do something, but ultimately, I will say as well, even as you know, you can, I would say to my son, and I, I might've said, you know, by me being able to do this, I'm able to share with the world what is important, it's gonna help other people. And I understand that in your life, there's things that you do that you wanna make your world better. So they can kind of start to relate to what you're talking about. But be as precise and succinct as possible um, it, with everybody. I work on that. Fantastic advice. I hope, Nishad, I hope your son is uh, moving into the next room as we see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you can is. blame that David guy. You can say that David guy. Just <laughs> <"No>, that's okay. <laughs> Never listening to him again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, a question from Amit. Actually, I've been wanting to ask this of you, and it's not, not in our script, but it's occurred to me while we're talking. What does your day, and, and Mish has asked this as well, define your day from starting? What What does your day look like with, okay. with the work that you do? What, what are the health good habits that you've got in there that, that set you up to, for resilience and bouncing back and that type of thing? Okay, very good question. I I know what I'm going to do today, the day before, mm -hmm. but I leave a buffer between the space that I'm going to have for the activities. Like my quote unquote to-do list, I will make yesterday, I made yesterday. And I will have it, but I will not, like for example, if I think an action is gonna take me an hour, if I've got a call to do and it's an hour long, I will at least make sure there's an hour and a half of time for it. Mm -hmm. Like there's a buffer around it. What gets us stressed out is that a lot of times people, they don't leave enough time and we end up being late and it's a compounding negative effect. Compounding works positively, it works negatively as well. And then we take a, an energy where we're stressed from one appointment to the next one because we were late for that one, we finished it late, then we're late for the next person and it keeps on rolling the wrong way. So how does my day look? I mentioned the protocol, every day I begin and end as I mentioned, I will not get out of bed until I pass through that framework. Yeah. Okay, so and I so I've trained myself into that, and then I I have a, my to do list. I never make the day of the day. I always do it ahead of time because then I can see clearly what is it that's really important for me to do. Mm. Okay, now these are the big things. I, I mean, I even will put down you know if they're simple everyday things we have to do, whether it's meal time and all that stuff. You have a framework. I plan ahead. Dr. Stephen Covey wrote in, I believe, 1986, when I read his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Dr. Covey was a genius because he put stuff ahead of time where he said to people, and people, you hear this on the internet, but the real source was Dr. Covey. It's called, put your big rocks in first, where you get a jar and you've got rocks and you've got sand. And the sand is all the, you know, the minor details of our life. For example, cooking food, which, yeah, it's important, but you know what, you, there's other things that are, that are bigger things that you want to do in your life. It's part of the nourishing of your system. He said you, you place the big rocks in first, so you plan the big important things. And now these important things for me, as well as my work, is my family. Mm. My personal health and well-being, because if I destroy my health and well-being, I can't be there for my children, I can't be there for my work. Mm. 
and you need to you block out those things first and then you leave space around them for the day as it evolves so thank you thank you to dr stephen covey if people haven't read that it is a heavy book i know it's a long read but he's mm -hmm. sure he talks about the seventh habit is sharpening the saw mm -hmm. and you'll see that like the influence i mean this is 34 years ago i read his book and yet the idea today i talked about um live that acronym i built today the last thing is experience and then redoing things that's mm -hmm. sharp the saw mm -hmm. making it better so we work on things so general framework really simple for the person is i, I plan ahead of the day i wouldn't do it on the day itself mm -hmm. and then prioritize what's important for you so that at the end of the day you took care of the most important things mm -hmm. i hope that answers your question Fantastic. Okay. Excellent. All right. So we, I think we are reaching to 15 minutes. We'll probably wrap this up. Uh, you know, David, look, it's been sensational. And, you know, thank you for waking up 7 o'clock and uh you know and getting on to this call because uh because i think uh, i think it's, it's an important discussion to have for our listeners if you want to get in touch with uh, david uh you know david hennessy and the wonder techniques if you you won't miss that if you if you go and search on on linkedin and please reach out to him he's got a wonderful website there's got resources also available so please make sure that you you know you pick uh, you know his ideas and insights into that because as you can see he has been working on this you know for over 20 years so he's got you know very clear uh, you know thinking around it and that's very important too you don't want you know muzzled thinking around because you're dealing with people's lives and their choices that they make so thank you again david you've been absolutely gracious to come on the show and willingly and generously share your ideas it's been my pleasure and if i just may say if people take the time to look on my website i do have a package of gifts that are free which include i always have to mention this there's a couple of little booklets about um how to improve your health and happiness but one of them in there is um i will just show an example of it if i can show here if you can see that little thing here i don't know if you can uh, let me try with the camera let me try and find it you cannot see with the light here okay yeah. it's a mini motivational card my dad was full of quotes he always had positive quotes and what happened was is that when he passed away i used to sell these at my conferences and that i decided to always give them away for free and when people go there they can get the template and these little quotes are little things about you know what i feel wonderful today i feel i've got courage i feel i have clarity in my mind and you know what what's the greatest thing about these little things is that you can put it in your wallet when you you go to get your credit card out you see this positive note you can slip it in a lunchbox for somebody you can leave it you know leave it in a taxi if you happen to be have the ability to move around you you're seeding all those positive ideas so if people go to the wonder technique you can have that for free all the stuff i have there just to bring more happiness and joy into the day to kind of make it a little easier because it's not so easy right now but it's That's always good. i'm sure everyone's benefited from what you've what we uh, what you've been speaking to that about today david and, and thank you so much for doing it I was, I was reflecting, you know, there is this sort of heaviness around because of what's going on, but there's also a lot of positivity and, and you joining us from France, um, getting up early to talk to us and um, sharing your ideas is certainly um, helping people all the way down under. So 
thank you very much for joining us. It's been an it's absolute pleasure. My honor to do this. And it didn't matter if I didn't, you know, getting up early was just my pleasure to do it. I got up at a quarter to six to make sure I was in the zone. And I'm just <laughs> happy to be here because you're everybody that's listening is giving a piece of your lives to listen to me. And I value that. Thank you very much for listening and get in touch with me if I can be of more help. Thank you again, Nishad and Carolyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do, you say, do you want to talk about this evening, Nish? Yes, that's right. So today, so we, as, as we promised, we have got another uh, LinkedIn Live today, 10 p.m. Uh, Melbourne time. So I know not those uh, nocturnals, um, you know, please stay awake because we are taking a really deep dive into finding your true north we are speaking to um you know a colleague from uh, from us sunita narayan and she specializes around career exploration leadership impact but the way she arrives at that is absolutely fascinating we might be able to do some exercises live as well uh, which she will ask us me and caroline to do and you can also participate into that so it will be fascinating to have a chat, get a glass of red or, <laughs> <That's me. laughs> or, or uh, you know, I don't know, a, a Victoria Beater, whatever that your taste is, yeah. get around your, your computer screen 10 p.m. And we'll, we are going to have a fascinating discussion uh, today at 10 p.m. with Sunita, uh, Caroline. Yeah, looking forward to tonight. Don't forget to follow the hashtag career care package and uh, sign up to our email list if you want daily notifications. We will see all you lovely people tonight and then tomorrow. So thanks again, David, and um, we'll, we'll hope to have you again on the show. It's been absolutely fascinating. Happy to do that. And thank you very much for all the work you're doing to help support people. This is very, very important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then. Bye, thank everyone. You. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.